In episode 3.4 of Unshuffled, we examine the fourth full-length album from French metal giants Gojira, The Way of All Flesh. Buy it, listen to it, then join us as we break it down track by track. But first, of course, here's Seven Planets. Scotty D! Matt, how is it going, good sir? Oh, wonderful. How are you going? I'm good. Good. I'm... Yeah, no, all is well. I think I have found the most 2020 news headline. Uh, I saw it today. No, actually, uh, it's dated November 26, so it's two days ago from when we're recording this. The most 2020 news headline. Are you ready for it? Ready for it. Let's hear it. Cold minks with COVID-19 mutation rise from their graves in Denmark. I saw this. Nobody believes me. I saw the same article. I was I was sharing it with somebody, and and, and nobody believes me that this thing is happening. It came out. Zombie minks. <laughs> I read it on the same day that that monolith appeared in Utah. <laughs> We've got alien monsters. Zombie, I'm telling you, it's oh, oh. What we need is the soundtrack for this apocalypse, and we've got it. The way of all flesh. Mm. Yeah, we do indeed. God, it's the perfect music for these times. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> You good? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. We, uh, it's been a long time. We've, yeah. there's been a, a, a lot of roads been traveled since our last podcast. Yeah, well, um, you know the old saying, it's all fun and games until a family member tests positive for COVID. Oh, uh, well, so do it. Let's hear it. You, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, <laughs> uh, my son came home from school with a little sniffle. We all got it. Uh, thought nothing of it really some mild symptoms my wife said oh, we better get tested she got a test came back positive so she had COVID-19 thankfully a very mild sort of fluey version I think I had it too because I had some even milder symptoms but wasn't able to get a test because of the the, the health system here is just swamped I mean they're getting 40,000 cases a day or they were a week or two ago and, you know, obviously a lot of stresses came with that. Mainly, have we given it to anyone else? But thankfully, it seems we've avoided that. And, you know, we've recovered. We're, we recovered very quickly. And we feel very lucky to have had it and to us to have escaped so lightly. It's it's scary, isn't it? it it's, it's this thing that seems to go from zero to 60 from one person to the other. Yeah, and there's just no way of knowing. I guess, you know, if you already have some problems, then it can exacerbate those. But, yeah, the biggest concern was have we passed it on to the people we love? And thankfully, it seems that we've avoided that. So we're lucky. We're moving on now, and uh, we're hoping that 
the rest of the world can get this thing under control because it's been a crazy year with zombie minks, <laughs> a, a pandemic, yeah. and and the total sort of shutdown of society and the economy. Do you remember in March there was a brief moment, and and I'll I'll go back and I'll find the article and I'll, I'll link it to the show notes. There was a brief mm. moment we had two moons. It was around the time when all of this was falling apart. And there was this brief moment where we had, there was a second moon in our orbit. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sounding crazy. I'm, I'm looking for it. Okay. Did it send a laser beam down or something, the second moon? There were no laser beams. To the monolith in, in Gordon, Utah. You, you started this with a zombie mix. Right? <laughs> It's been a crazy year, and um, thankfully we've had some great music to listen to. We are unshuffled, listeners. Thanks for joining us. Apologies for the delay. You know, it's obviously there's been a few things going on. We are trying to bring back the album. We're doing our best. We are going through band by band, album by album. So we're choosing a band that we know we should have listened to by now. We're two music fans, particularly heavy music. We know there's a whole heap of bands we should have listened to, but we haven't got there yet. We're doing it through this podcast. Our current band is Gojira. French sort of technical death metal band. We're about half or a little over halfway through their catalogue now. And today's album that we'll be discussing is the very literary... Literarily? What's the the, uh, adverb there? Literarily titled The Way of All Flesh. Now you're an English teacher. Tell us about the title oh, of this album. I had, I had I had full intentions of doing a dual analysis of this and and the work of Sam Samuel Butler. Um, yeah. I, I can tell you that the the way of all flesh I haven't read it. I do right. it, it's 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 a it's a tome. It's it's mm. a bit of a bit of a slog to get through, but it's his uh, it was eighteen eighty four semi-autobiographical and it was a, an attack on Victorian era hypocrisies as far as whether or not it has anything to do with this album I couldn't find the link I don't think so I don't see any link between this and the novel not that I've read the novel either but I think it's more referring to the fact that every living thing dies and this this album seems to be an exploration of Death. I agreed. 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 And I think the title, "The Way of All Flesh," was taken from a, a, a biblical passage. And I mean, right. that, I don't think Butler came up with that. Ah, okay. Phrasing. I think it, that goes back before then. To, just to quickly, quickly redeem myself. I, I, but the, yeah. it was that the, the mini moon was called CD three. It was a little asteroid that was just floating around in the orbit for a while and it took off. So anyway. Okay. Okay. All right. And they just dumped their virus on us and uh, planted a little monolith. And it was the off timing. They went. The timing was pretty, pretty uncanny, but yeah, I don't think the two are connected. Okay. All right. So thanks for joining us, listeners. Uh, yeah. Way of all flesh. We might as well dive straight into it. Shall we, shall we get into it? Let's do it. it I've was... got the physical copy too. So, um, if you make any mistakes, so you, I'll jump all over. You're gonna call me out. You, that's yeah. right. You, you're you're now living in a place where you got access to all of this. Yeah, it's so, wonderful. Here we go. 
Um, October 14th, 2008 was the release date. It seems like what it, what it looks like is that the distributor in Europe is called Listenable Records and the distributor in the U.S. is Prosthetic Records. What's Do you have it in front of you? Yeah, I've got the Listenable version. Okay. Uh, as far as produced by, it seems to be – what does it say about Gabriel Editions? Yeah, he's the executive producer. Okay. Produced by Joe Duplantier. Right. Executive producer Gabriel Edition or Editions. Got it. Okay. So, um, yeah, and this one's in, it was again recorded at Studio de Milan's and, and under city recordings. At some point here, though, so, and we'll talk about it when we get there, but they're going to be, I mean, they build the, at some point, one of these albums, it must be the next one, where they build their own studio. Yeah, and there's, uh, you sent me a link to, the, the footage of that. It's an amazing looking studio yeah. they built. Interesting that they seem to have recorded the drums at a separate place to where they did the guitars, bass, and vocals. So the, the guitar, bass, and vocals were at Studio de Milan in Europe somewhere. Under City, I believe, is in the US where they recorded right. and engineered the drums. It's in my head that that's in LA. I don't know why I think that. Not that. And the engineering on the drums was done by Logan. Mada or Mader, who is a well-known name in, in sort of heavy metal music. He was in Machine Head. But yeah, Logan Mader was the drum engineer and, and helped record the drums on this. Didn't we both have Machine Head is the one that we kept that was our number two. Yep. I think both times, actually. Yep. Maybe it will be again when we, do, <laughs> when we choose our next band. <laughs> kind of. This is their way of trying to get in. They want to they wanna hear what yeah. we have to say about them a bit. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, uh, the lineup. Anything else? Yeah, lineup hasn't changed. So they're very lineup. consistent with their lineup. I don't That's, think they change at all throughout their career. I don't think so. they're, they're obviously a very stable band. They don't have the personality problems, and they're all pretty sort of tight, it yeah. seems. We do get, uh, we get some Randy Blythe in here, Lamb of God. We do. Mm. But... He's just he's just on the one track. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to him. All right, let's jump into the songs. Well, we've got to look at the cover first. So the, it's another Joe DePlantier cover. Color-wise, it's the darkest of the... Oh, no, Terra Incognita. The first one was very dark, wasn't it? It's a very dark cover, though. I mean, it's a lot of greys and sort of indigo with a picture of a human being almost like an x-ray, but you can see the bones and the sort of digestive system and the heart, so a sort of stylized version of the inside of a human being with some flames coming out from around the top of this person's head. So the flames around the head remind me of kind of the branches of the trees on the other one. I I think this is my favourite cover so far. I certainly prefer it to that uh, Douglas Adams flying whale. This is uh, it's a nice cover, I think. I like this one. This and the link. I like the link as well, but I think this is my, my favourite. I like the sort of dark colours. It's a nice piece of art. Inside, and you don't have it, but I have the CD cover here, there's the uh, photographs of Joe's sister, Gabrielle, again. So her photos are featured throughout the booklet, the CD booklet, which is obviously a very good photographer. 
uh, as well as the, the full lyrics of the album. Nice, nice cover. Uh, and the CD itself, I don't know if you can see it, it has the Ouroboros, the picture of the snake eating its own tail on the CD. So as it spins around, the snake kind of eats its own tail again and again and again. I'm, I don't know if it's on the LP, on the vinyl as well, but it's a nice thing to have on that spinning disc. Yeah, I'm looking at the vinyl right now. There is there is a version of the vinyl with it on there. Yeah, cool, huh? That'd be a nice yeah. one to have just to watch that eating itself. And <laughs> Which brings us, I guess, to the first track. Ouroboros. Um, I, I felt like this track, if can I jump in? I'm going to jump in. Yep. I felt like Wait. this track sort of in a way, it, it kind of picked up where Mars to Sirius left off. They, the, the last track on Mars to Sirius, remember when global, global warming, which are the, the rave reviews and, and there was sort of that two hand tapping style. Mm. And I, I don't, I guess I haven't, maybe I should have gone back to look at the, listen to the, Mars to Sirius before I made the statement, but I don't remember that really until global warming, them really using that two hands. And, but I hear it quite a bit through this album and the fact that it's, it starts here. Yeah. And so I felt like in a way it was almost like a, a continuation from what, what logically could have been the next song after global warming. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting that they did start with that. And it's a good point that it links to the pre previous song. Um, yeah, a very technical riff to open with. <clears throat> the thing that jumped out at me from the start was the new production values that are on display right from the start. So in their interview, they describe it as a cleaner, deeper sound. And, yeah, it's very much on display right from the start. Very clean uh, playing on the, on the guitar. And, and, but when they get heavy, it's a really deep crunch in that in that in those heavy riffs, which is great. The drums are nice too. And again, that Logan made a mixing. So they've obviously put a lot of time and effort and thought into how the drums are going to sound. And I think it really pays off right from the start on this album. So we get the technical verse, the heavy chorus, technical verse, heavy chorus. So um, we follow a fairly straightforward song structure. Then we get a sort of anthemic crescendo at about about the three minute mark a big finish to the song and then the last 30 seconds is something that reoccurs throughout this album the first time we hear it is here a, an organ sound but sounds like it's been piped backwards or recorded backwards so it, it's almost got a sort of funereal tone to it and we do hear that again and again. We had Whale Song on the previous album. Here we get a backward organ at different times throughout the album. Mm. Which um, obviously, obviously, you know, here we're talking about the cycle of birth and death. You know, Ouroboros is the that symbol of the snake eating itself, which is on the CD player, on the CD and um, a very obvious reference to the cycle of birth and death and renewal which is the, the big theme of this album. Hmm. Death, yes, but also what happens after death, I think they, they hint at at least many times. 
which leads us next to Toxic Garbage Island. Yes. This I, this track, I, I gotta say, I mean, it, first off, it kicks off. It's got that punchy harmonic style that I think is pretty sort of kind of represents their sound. They do have this is this is a style that they come back to quite frequently. Mm. Um, it this song just right out of the gate it kind of just just hits you and takes no prisoners there was uh there were a couple of videos i think i sent you these of sort of just jazz drummers um watching this song and 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 kind of watching mario have at it and 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 you can you can tell by listen i mean we've we've been raving about the man but it was again, it was that realization that I don't have the language to talk about what he's doing. And so I found there was this, this jazz drummer watching him and, and it was speaking extremely specifically about everything that he was doing. And it was just like, yeah, all of that. That's what I've yeah. been to say, all of that stuff. Yeah. So one of the things he mentioned was Mario's use of ghost notes. Yeah. Which is when you kind of hit the drum but you don't really yeah now i have spent quite a bit of time trying to pick up the ghost notes in the recording of the album you can see them live mm -hmm. but i can't ever pick them up in the recorded version of this album can you no i can't but i i don't even I don't even fully know, like, it's weird to say this because I know, like, I know how to identify ghost notes in on bass, for instance, right? Uh, Tool uses them all the time. I don't fully know that I know how to identify ghost notes in drums. Right. And I, I get what he's pointing out in the video, mm. but but it's the same. When I go back and listen to it, I'm not I'm not picking it out on my own. I suspect live you might be able to, if you really went to a gig and sort of stood up near the front and watched the drummer, you might pick them up a little more, but they just don't seem to come through on the on the recorded version. Yeah. Having said that, um, great drumming and, and a, a great song. Uh, the drum guy that you linked to and we'll link to in the show notes pointed out the alternation between 4-4 four, four time mm -hmm. in the verses and 12-8 time, so do, 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 in the chorus, which is basically what this song's about, the sort of switch between those two time signatures. Thanks to thanks for that link. It's a good one to watch, listen, if you follow the show notes. I love some of the emotion in the singing of this song. I love the way, not so much the what he's saying but when he sings pain is killing me hmm. uh, and you can see it live you know it comes through on the cd the recorded version but especially live pain is killing me i mean it, it it's it's a <laughs> he means it but i must say my favorite lyric on this my favorite lyric so far on any gojira song and one of my favorite metal lyrics of all time is Plastic bag in the sea. <laughs> On the live version of this, someone wrote underneath, this is the heaviest heavy metal lyric that has ever been written. And I agree. And it, what I love about this is by focusing on one 
small aspect of what we're doing to the planet, it makes it so much easier to grasp and so much more powerful. So that to me is a killer lyric and, and just a great image of what humans are doing to this beautiful planet. It's just, there's a plastic bags in the sea. And he, he sings about the, the um, great, you know, the song is about the toxic garbage island, this island of garbage in the Pacific Ocean, which is just a tragic symbol of, of what we're doing to this planet. And, and I think by focusing on something, whereas they focused on global warming previously, now they just focus on this one specific thing. And I think there's even more power in that than trying to sort of encapsulate the entire environmental destruction. Uh, I think there's some power in focusing on this one thing. They, I was, as a side note, I was listening to I was listening to this while I was out at the at the park pushing my kids on the swing, and uh, and this song came on and, and my daughter was she was kind of she she found the groove and was dancing away in the swing. That was a pretty proud moment to to find that, that my daughter was quite digging on Toxic Garbage Island. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, so I thought you were about to tell me that a plastic bag blew past or something. But no. There's plenty of those in Jakarta. Yeah, they got, they got plenty of that. Um, so that brings us to track three, which is a sight to behold. Yeah. Just before we get to that, there is the organy thing again towards the end of this. Uh, um, uh, or sort of in the middle of this. So, yeah, we get a bit of a reprise of the organ sound. But, yeah. Is it your favorite song? Toxic Garbage Island. Mm. It's it's not. Mm. I, I do. I really really like the song, but it's it's not my favorite. Is it mine? <laughs> uh, it is. I'm going to reserve. Judge. It's in the running. I haven't. I always sort of pick a couple out and then sort of make the final decision in the podcast. So just it's in the running for my favorite. All right. Um. So this one, a sight, a sight to behold. Sight to behold. So okay, now it's funny that you asked me about tar Toxic Garbage Island. If it was my favorite song, I really like this song, and I know we talked about the last time the controversial decision of whether or not to read reviews. Mm -hmm. uh, your boy Eduardo Rivadavia mm -hmm. hates this song. Yeah, Cypress Hill style vocals. Yep. Uh, this hands down best synth groove pop track on the album. <laughs> All right. Um, again, he uses that two headed tapping sound. We've got, we got robot voices, right? We haven't seen robot voices in a while. We got robot yeah. voices. Mm. I like this song. And, and, and the more <laughs> that I read online of people the more people hate their hatred fueled my my enjoyment of this song <laughs> and i was reading one i don't know if you read metal sucks it's uh, this guy axel rosenberg not his real name anyway he said basically that this that he related gojira's style to an elephant marching sludge drone this is a compliment but then he said about this song Sometimes the elephant puts on lipstick and does the robot in front of the mirror, but it's all good because even then the elephant rules. <laughs> I like, I, I really, and I think what I like about this song is I like when Gojira, they, I think they do have 
sort of their um, kind of their, their their fallback. They do have I don't want to say they're music formulaic, but they have a formula that they get comfortable when they fall into. Mm. I like when they break that formula. I like when yep. they try something different. And, and and this song is definitely them trying something different. And I like it. I like that even like the drums are are so reserved mm. until they're not right until until the moment when we we get rid of your your cypress hill robot voices and everything kind of opens up and the drums come back in but it, it, it what was great about it was that instead of doing it the whole song he sort of confines it to these key moments hmm. anyway i'm all in on this song this song's not my favorite either by the way but i'm all in on this song yeah i mean again the nice thing about doing this the way we're doing it is that we get a historical context from the band and we know that this is not the first time they've dabbled in this kind of thing. On their first album, they had Satan is a Lawyer, which again was a bit of a maligned song, mm-hmm. but one that we both liked from memory when we reviewed that album and discussed it. I really like this song too. It's a sign of confidence i think from the band that they're willing to go back and do this again so they've just released what has been wildly critically acclaimed the master serious album and now they're saying you know we tried this a few albums ago let's have another go and see if we can uh do an even better version so yeah i i love it um i love that um it's not dub. What what sort of beat is that? I don't know. The sort of rappy beat throughout. I love hearing Mario play a, a, a sort of laid back rap beat. It's so cool. It's still a heavy song too. I mean, Mario's still working in the heavy parts. The three minute mark to the four minute mark is heavy, heavy stuff. And and the fact that it was preceded by this rap is it sort of helps accentuate the heaviness. I think. I, yeah, I think it's a great song. I, my only, I guess my only complaint was the final lyric, which is supposed to be, I suppose, the sort of, um, you know, the whole point of the song, try not to get it anymore. I didn't, it didn't really sit, that just last line didn't, he repeats that again and again, try not to get it anymore. It didn't, I thought that could have been a, a little bit, bit more powerful that that final line of the song but um enjoyed the song overall and yeah i think I'm, i agree the more it was criticized the more i the more i found myself trying to give it give it a chance the one thing about the lyrics is it does it's it's track three and it calls back to the first two tracks right like i mean the beginning is talking about about just uh this is what we've made of our world. We throw everything away. Yeah. Um, going back to the toxic garbage island. But then there's a line in here where, here it is, verse three, the giant snake is coming down to eat our heads. Uh, just sort of, there's a, there's a callback to, to all of it. Mm, mm. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Good song. Which, I guess, taking us to Yama's Messengers, um, Another maligned song. It seems to be not particularly well received in the reviews, this one. Yeah, no. And it's an okay song. I I don't mind it. I I know that when I'm listening to this album, if I'm sometimes this will be the song I'll I'll pop over. Um, This, this is, I think this song kind of falls a little bit more into uh, sort of that 
for lack of a better word, that formula that I find that they've kind of gotten comfortable with. It's a very, it's a slower song than, than their usual stuff. It is interspersed with some faster sections, of course, but is that generally, I think. Sounds like a walk. Yeah. Um, it's some of the, this is as dark as they're, lyrically as dark as they've gotten so far, I think. I mean, vultures in the sky, funeral piles, thousands of people dying. I mean, it, a life slaying. This is not the sort of stuff they normally sing about. And in keeping with, I think overall a much darker tone on this album than we've previously seen from the band. It's grown on me though, this song. It's slow, it's heavy, the stomping riff. I found the first few listens I was kind of waiting for them to bust out, but it never, you know, that slowness continued throughout the song. But once I realised what the song was about, I kind of accepted it and, and it has grown on me. So... If you don't like this song, my recommendation would be give it a few more listens and, and see if it grows on you and just accept it for what it is, a, a good, slow, dark stomper that I think is worth its place on the album. I, I initially thought perhaps this was a weak song that maybe could have been cut, but it has grown on me. And okay. we've had a little bit of extra time to listen to it, so I, I've been thanking a week ago, I would have had a different opinion on this song, but yeah. now I'd say, yeah, it's it's well worth its place on the album, and it's it's worth giving another chance if it hasn't uh, grabbed you yet. See, now with the, with that said, I think I'm finding that at least for the last, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go back when all is said and done. If I'll go back much to Terra Incognita, to be quite honest with you, but mm. um, anything from the link onward so far, I yeah. I could definitely see going back to with some, you know, regularity. But the whole yeah. point is, is that this Gojira is one of those bands that if I lock into a song on the first listen, you know, my second or third listen, I'm going to be locking into a different song. And, and mm. it is one of those bands that just with multiple spins and multiple listens, it's just all of a sudden you're hearing new things and you're seeing new things. Mm. And it's just, there's so many facets and layers to these songs that it, it Gojira definitely rewards you for taking time. Yep. Yep. Which is uh, what we've had and what, you know, what we've got. Uh, this podcast is all about just slowing down, listening, listening again, listening again. And it's been, re- this is, yeah, I agree. It's been a particularly rewarding band to do that with. Let's move on to the instrumental silver chord. So I like the riff. I like the mood that it sets. I like where it's situated in the album. I like sort of what it what it does here. It kind of just a, a breath before you, you dive back in again. Um, I don't know what the silver chord, uh, here it is. It's, the, it's a concept in metaphysics in which a person's soul is connected to their physical body by an umbilical-esque linkage. I knew it had to be something. Um, yeah. It's, it, and then it is, like, as I think we mentioned earlier, he'll go on and the studio that whatever albums are going to get recorded in there, uh, mm. that they'll call the studio, the silver cord. Mm. Yeah. As they're, uh, um, I mean, they've got a history already of instrumentals. This, I think it, you're right. It serves its purpose. It's well-placed on the album. It's also got, it, it, it's easy to say, Oh yeah, that's nice. Let's get to the next song. But, Again, this is something that after I've listened to a few times, 
I've grown to appreciate more. There is some nice drumming in this, for example. And, yeah, it's that slow, simple, haunting guitar work, but there's a little bit more to this instrumental than perhaps some of their previous ones. And, uh, and it's nice. I like it. And this brings us to All the Tears, track six. Mm. Yeah. So There's a video for this. There is. We've got robot octopus submarines and yeah, and, and giant birds' nests on legs <laughs> with an egg in. <laughs> Monty Python episode. Um, mm. This is uh, this. So okay, so it was this song where I I noticed the bass right on the first mm. listen. So it was the on the first listen. All of a sudden, I I noticed the bass, and it was just like, oh man. The, the bass sounds amazing. Yeah. Just what he's doing, but he, the sound and what he's playing. And so I went back and, 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 and kind of listened. And I think the bass is buried a little bit more in some of the – not in Ouroboros. It comes through in that one. It feels like it's buried. I, he might just be doing note for note what's being done in Toxic Garbage Island. But but this one, it really, really comes through. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I do like the sound. And I feel like the bass really, really adds to this song. Yeah, I agree with you. This was the first time the bass really stood out to me too, and and I made the first time it appears in my notes. The bass is working hard throughout this song. Um, I saw on one of the YouTube clips that someone had made a note that they they'd never seen a happier musician than the bass player in Gojira. <laughs> He's always got a smile on his face, that guy, and uh, as you would, I suppose, just playing with such great musicians and what a life that bass player's got. He doesn't have to do what Mario does every night. He can just relax, play his bass, and just enjoy the enjoy being on stage. And, and Wasn't it? Having said that, he, he still works hard and he still has an important role to play in the band. Wasn't it Jason Newstead who says about like his time with Metallica that uh, he was the he was the fan with the best seat in the house? Yeah, yeah. was sort of how he described it. And you kind of maybe get a little bit of the same sense with uh, with the yeah. bass Yeah, I was having a chat with a friend. This is an aside, listener, but I, I actually think Newstead. We we both agree that Newstead, while he was there, was the most important member of Metallica, even though they would just railroad him. He was the kind of heavy metal guy. He had the cool look. You know, he was banging his head on stage. He made them a heavy metal band when they were trying to be something else. Um, under uh, Just an underrated bass player as well, obviously, underrated by the band. But something about his image that, They've lost, I think, since he's... I, I don't think they're the same band since he left. No. Arguably. I agree. I, hmm. With that said, I do... Robert Trujillo is a monster bass player. But his style, he... he, he I, I like him when he's allowed to go. He's funky. Let him be funky. It's hard to be yeah. funky at Metallica. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> Very hard to be funky. Uh, um. I wonder how James Brown would have gone in Metallica. (laughs) So that takes us to track seven, Adoration for Night. Have we we finished with all the tears? Technical middle section, thrashy drum beat. Oh, yeah, and and then there's the the riff throughout is 
Mm. You look like you had more to say. Uh, well, I mean, it's another very dark song lyrically. Mm-hmm. Another song about death leaving this world. The final line is, I die. Well, he does a lot of talking about how he, well, it's, I mean, he, he's literally telling us that he cries all the tears. Yeah. Yeah, pretty dark. <laughs> all of <Yeah>. them. <laughs> not, not a tear left to be cried because mm. Joe's cornered the market on, on tears. <laughs> on tears. Uh, did, did you like the song? I did. Yep. I do yeah, like it's a good song. song. It's, not, it's not one that stood out to me. It's probably in the sort of bottom half It's it had, my had, favorite. Had the bass not come the way it was, it probably would have ranked lower. Like had, had the bass not come through in the sound. Yeah, it's quite a short song, only three minutes 40, so one of their shorter songs. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, do you have your, your CD handy? I do, yeah. Is Adoration for None, the way that I have it, is it's all capitalized. Is it mm. for you as well or no? Uh, let me have a look. No, I mean, they're all written in lower caps on the CD, okay. just in sort of handwriting. The only capital... Arguably, is the Y on Yama's messengers, but no, it's mm. not in. It's not in caps. No. Okay. Right. So we got some uh, Randy Blythe here. Mm. We do. Hey, he's from Virginia, isn't he? I think he is, and I think our one listener is from Virginia. I'm just saying, is it possible? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's Randy. Randy Blythe. Hi, Randy. Is our <laughs> We better say nice things about him. We'll, we'll say nice things. It. Um, it's I, not I, really. I, I thought maybe he would sing the whole song, but it's more of a duet. Yeah, it is. Um, I do like his singing style. I like Randy Bly's singing style. I, I, I didn't hear it so much in this album, but if you listen to some uh, Lamb of God, he, he, there's a he's got a bit of a there's a bit of a drawl. He's got a bit of a, a drawl to his metal. And yep. uh, like I said, I don't, it, I don't really hear it on this song, um, but it's, it's. I, I do like his style. I think, I think he's a, a nice addition. Hmm. He, interestingly, he is the first person on the album to sing the line "The Way of All Flesh." I think he might actually. I don't think it gets sung again. So the title of the album is. He sings that, and I don't think anyone. There's another. There's a song called "The Way of All Flesh," but I don't think lyrically it appears again. Oh, I didn't catch. A little that. bit of trivia for you next trivia night. Yeah. Well, it's a heavy here. song. It is a heavy song. It, we get those squeaks. Uh, um, there, it, it's quite a technical, heavy song. But there is a big, big riff um, that I guess I guess you might call it a breakdown. When they sing Adoration for None, it breaks out into this huge riff, which is quite cathartic. The, and, the, and that riff returns again later on. It finishes with a slower section and, and fades out. Overall, I thought there were some great moments in this song. I enjoyed the guest vocals. Perhaps yeah, I thought there were maybe a little few, there were a few too many twists and turns in the songs. It, it didn't quite hang together for me as a as a complete song and as some of their other songs have on this album mm, enjoyed that. the guest vocals love some of the riffs but as a sort of complete piece it wasn't one that stood out for me yeah i get that i, I get mm. that 
So I guess that takes us into the art of dying. And it's funny that you said that about the I You had the same feeling about this song? I did just in the way that there's there are certain parts of this song that are that are so good. Um yep. And well, it starts like, with that throat chanting, the tribal rhythms. Yeah. It reminded me of the link in that in the first yes. minute of the song. Yep. And then it's got the 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 the, the sort of those I don't know, they're playing sticks or logs or whatever is being played there. Yeah, yeah. Um and then that one note syncopated riff. Yep. I, I love this. The opening minute or two of this song is brilliant. Absolutely. And then I'm and a then big fan of any one note riff that's done well. And, and this is done really well. There's bits in the middle too where um, I, I didn't mark down time of where I'm talking about, but there are bits in the song too where all of a sudden it just it's just like oh my god, this this is amazing this part. Mm -hmm. And then there are just like little bridges and connections, I guess, where there there were moments where it's just like wait, this I feel like this, this could have been two different songs. Mm. But yeah, I guess because it's got that big finale as well. But there is a continuity to it, so I. I get why it was one song but it didn't feel like it had to be one song hmm. yeah i love the i love the sort of last few minutes the the slower sort of epic finale part uh, i think it's I've, I've made a note at the six minute mark so it's a very straight ahead riff chugging the bass is really good here again so there's a bit of a groove to it thanks to the the bass Great drumming as always, and it, and it fades out here. Interestingly, it's a long fade out. He lays off the double bass, and I think he. I, one of my criticisms on the previous album was the overuse of the double kick. Yeah, I think he's been a little more reserved with it on this album generally. He still uses it a lot, but it, he won't do it for minutes on end. And I think laying off means that and, and it's still there's still i guess what you would call double kick but he's not doing it for minutes at a time and i really like the use of the quick double kick in the in that yeah. sort of final section of this song do you think that's logan doing maybe maybe someone has sort of said hey hey maybe it'll be more effective if you do it a bit less perhaps i don't know maybe it was logan well let's give logan the credit <laughs> finishes so we have that fade out then that last minute or so of backward sort of sounding stuff. So it's a 10-minute song, but a lot of it is intro, fade out, and outro. So it's not really a 10-minute song. And there's another song like this later where you think, my God, that's a long song, but it's not actually right. that, last, that long a song. Yeah, the last one. I, I thought this was a really good song as much for the first minute or two and the, and the last minute or two. It, you know, the middle section's good as well, but the opening and the closing of this song make make it, to me, a real highlight of the album. I think it's the centrepiece of the album, the focal point of the album. See, as we're talking and I'm looking at the lyrics, I'm realizing, I'm seeing, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm realizing this is a song I need to listen to again. I mean, this whole song is the process of somebody who's basically reflections of a dying man. And yeah, so, as is the last song. Right. And so I guess this idea that the these bridges and things that I'm talking about, sort of disjointed nature of some, I mean, I'm sure it all has significance that mm. I, I wasn't, I don't know, as I'm looking at it now, I'm wishing I could hear it, but it would bleed through on the soundtrack. 
of, of top, but I'm, I'm realizing I, I need to give this one another listen. Yeah. I really liked it. As I did the next song, Esoteric Surgery. Now, before we get into sort of describing the song, I have heard Joe interviewed and they said, would you ever, would you consider doing a, an anniversary live performance of The Way of All Flesh? Would you consider, lots of bands do it these days, they sort of play an album in full live. And he said, it'd be, it's a, look, it's a nice idea, but it, it's actually too hard to play live. And he pointed out this song has been the one that's too hard to play live. I mean, he said we could do it, but you know, it just he wouldn't enjoy it. It'd be too hard. So he, poor Mario. I mean, Joe saying the guitar's too hard. What about the drums on this? My God, it, this is a. I love this song. This is great. They straight into it, and that yeah, the drumming on this. You link to. I think it's a MIDI version of the drum, but it just highlights how how amazing the drumming is on this. And obviously the drums as well. Obviously the guitar as well. First off, when I first saw the title, surely this has to be like a Captain Beefheart cover. Um, I think, I do think that this is, well, hold on, wait, let me rephrase that. Is this my favorite song on the album? I, I think that for me, this is up there. This is definitely... It's yeah, I've re I've made the favorite song on the album. Question mark is my last note on this on, on yep. my esoteric surgery page. Yep, same. I even put an asterisk to make sure that I. But then, oops. But then I got another one that I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in there too. Um, oh. But I just the, yeah, I I really the, the drumming. The it seems that uh, what was it? It was global warming. Was another one that was sort of they had declared too hard to play live mm. too difficult to play live yeah well that was sort of a part of that was the emotional yeah side of it I, this is just technical. technically very a very difficult song but anyway no this is a great song for for all mm. the reasons you've already yep. you've already explained structurally so, it's it's fairly straightforward i mean it it is a it, it's a rocker. I mean, it, it, it's there's not much in the way of twists and turns as we've spoken about on some of their last few songs on the album. It's fairly straightforward verse, chorus, verse, chorus, apart from that sort of final stanza, that anthemic finish, and and again with the backwards organ at the end. He does a lot um, with sort of the emotional uh, playing with the melody. Hmm. I feel. Yep. I don't know what they're on about lyrically here. A dissection of the soul. It, it seems to be like you have the power to heal yourself. Cell regenerates. You have the power to heal yourself. It's kind of new age kind of stuff. That I, I'm not <laughs> quite sure if I'm on board with the lyrics here, but musically I love this song. Is this, is this, a, is this a John Tash cover? Did I miss? The, I don't know. That, well, they talk about yeah. it's, like surgery. They're talking about surgery on the astral body. So they're talking about. The astral plane versus the physical plane. It's all a little bit beyond me, but musically I just think this this is probably the head bangingest song on the album. And I let all right, I'm gonna call it. It's my favorite. My I guess favorite. it's not it, it doesn't have the emotional hook that Toxic Garbage Island did for me, but just in terms of pure 
music and and riff and just man what a just bang your head this is this is my favorite it's a shame they don't think it's too hard to play live It'd be great live honestly i guess i always thought because he he's speaking in the second person here he's talking to he has a specific audience and and my thought was that it was the earth he's basically telling mm. the earth you have the power to heal yourself but that idea that that the surgery here the removal what needs to be removed is is us right like mm. just this idea of, of get rid of the get rid of the people and and, and you have power the power to re, to heal yourself hmm. hadn't thought of that angle right because he's talking about the flesh bodies that are infected and misinformed oh god the anyway. zombie minx the zombie minx Uh, should we get on to vacuity? vacuity? So the film clip song, this this seemed to be the the one song at the time that they chose. Like, this is going to be the film clip. Did you watch the film clip? I don't know that I did. I don't have any notes about very, it. Very dark uh, imagery. It's, it's got a woman sort of struggling oh. and, and, and with a coffin... She's sort of chained to a coffin. Yes, I mean, yes, there's, no, yes. there's not much subtlety in, in it, put it that way. It reminded me of another one of their videos off of, was it The Link? No. It reminded me of another one of their videos, and I'm not, I'm not going to come up with it right now. Love or To Serious? They're the two big ones. It might have been serious. It's black and white. Uh, it was kind of that sepia toned. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, yes, I did watch this one. Uh, uh, again, again, the bass stands out in the mix. Mm. The, the bass does come through. Mm. And then there's that cool little moment where it sort of just breaks away and it's just like vocals, bass, and drums. Yep, everything just calms down a bit, and then it kicks back in again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's got that. It's a real stomper for the first half of the song. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Yeah, and then there's a, a thrashing. I, I kind of towards the end of the song, I was thinking, okay, they're going to bring back that opening part again, but they never did, which would have tied it up a little bit more neatly for me. I want, I wanted to finish the song the way it had started, but they they never did that. That I guess. We, what they should I, have had is me advising them on on this song for this, but you know, so that I could tell them exactly what I wanted for this particular song, and they would have had a much better outcome. We'll put you in touch with Logan. <laughs> um, I, I did have a note about the video. Actually, I said it, I'm not sure what's happening in this video. The woman's pulling around a box. There seems to be a baptism. The band's playing. That's it. Those yeah. are my notes. Yeah, the box is a coffin. It's not like some. Amazon boxes. <laughs> it's got a Christmas present in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did the. I thought, I thought the film clip was a little too obvious in its image in its use of imagery, and I didn't like the song that much. I liked the start of the song, but I just wish they had it tied it up a bit. Anyway, minor quibbles. Good song overall. Wolf Down the Earth is the next song. All right. This was the other one where I was like, is this my favorite song? 
Really? Wolf Down the Earth. I do really like this song. It was, yeah. it's, I like the dynamic changes. Um, I like, yeah, I, I just, the, 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 the riff, the whole, I don't know. I like, I, I like the song. The little backwards yeah. guitar again to end it, to end it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's very dark lyrically again. I mean, it the is. whole album is very dark. But voracious flames upon the earth, burning all that lives and, Winds of Doom, I mean, this dark stuff. It seems to be a polemic against you know, the powerful people who are destroying planet Earth. Well, it wasn't a standout for me. I, I thought it was a little bit plodding. I, I just thought it never really established the groove that Esoteric Surgery or, or some of the earlier songs on the album did. But It uh, wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't in the beginning, but there's a there's a mm. bit like a, it was one that got sort of you know probably like on my fifth or sixth listen, all of a sudden mm. I jotted it down. Where I was like, okay, wait a minute. And there's again, there's just there's bits that he's doing in the middle. There's bits that we're playing with melody, and it's just like I really like that. Okay, I'm gonna have to go back and that's probably the last. This and and the next song are the two that I've listened to least. So perhaps I need to go back and listen to this again and, and give it another chance. Again, nice thing about Gojira: repeated listens reward the listener. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, which takes us to the last track, "The Way of All Flesh." Mm -hmm. The title track. Did you have the when you saw seventeen minutes? Did you have the same sort of no. feeling that I did? It's like help, I no, can't do I seventeen minutes. I didn't because don't they they do this with their albums? No, I guess they didn't do it with Global Warm or with um, From Mars to Sirius, but they certainly did it with, uh, like the link where they had the birds chirping at the end. Yeah. Um, I felt like Terra Incognita had a didn't that have something at the end? Yeah, it had. There was a hidden track. Yeah, at the end of that one, so I knew that they they have this tendency to kind of throw throw things in at the end. So I, I wasn't expecting a 17-minute song. Okay. Um, Six minutes 50, I think, the silence kicks in, and then 12 minutes 30, you get the... the just still track. a long song. Yeah, of course, 6 minutes 50 is long. It caught me out once, and we discussed the virtues of the hidden track. It did catch me out once when I was listening to this on my headphones. The album finished. And I was too lazy to take my headphones off, and then mm. it came back, and it, I just had that five or ten seconds, like, hang on, what, what? I haven't pressed play. Oh no, it's a hidden track. Ah, oh, they got me. Go cheer. They got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this song. I like that they allow for space. Uh, yeah. This this song we get. This one starts with the throat singing as well, doesn't it? The Tibetan throat singing. Um, and it just sort of, it, it just, I don't know. There's that moment about four minutes in and everything slows down, the drums included. Um, and they just, I don't know. I, 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 there's something to be said for, and I, and I feel like this maybe goes into the argument of ghost notes. And it's just sort of, there's a lot to be said for what isn't played. Mm -hmm. Like how, how to kind of make use of the space. And I feel like just with, with even the last album, which I loved, but... Mario was not about allowing any space. No. And, and, yeah, and this, this one he is. Yeah, there's more space on this album from the drummer. Mm -hmm. I agree. Again, the last section of this song, that it, it's the band's attempt to represent the process of dying, I think. 
so it's an appropriate way to end the album like okay we've been singing about death the whole time here is someone dying <laughs> um yeah, it's a it's a good finish to the song there's a spoken section there's, there's some new parts here it's quite a slow song overall again and there's a couple of slower songs on this album which i appreciated and then you get the hidden track at the end which a four minute instrumental some strum guitar which as i said served its purpose and, and caught me off guard so i had i had read a review of this song which is an interesting way to look at it um that basically the song as you had just said is all about dying and then after the that seven minutes or whatever uh that silence is death mm. and then the when the music comes in it's supposed to sort of like it's the image of approaching the afterlife yeah do with that what you will but that was Makes an sense. that was an interesting take on it yep yep okay well we got to the end of the album uh how's your um gojira fatigue levels they kicking in yet uh i'm i mean we've got two albums left mm -hmm. I, I was going to say the next time we do this, that we, I mean, we, we, I guess we've still got a, uh, um, atomic bitch wax before we, we pick up on our, our next band, but I, I was, yeah. I'm definitely going to be mindful of how many albums the band has put out. Yeah. No, well, I'm going to be mindful of just how dark this, uh, this album in particular was. And yeah. I think it's great. I, I've loved the album. Let's, I don't want to, give you the wrong impression i think it was a i think this is a brilliant album it's also you know in, in the same way you might feel when you finish a dostoevsky novel or a moby dick or, or, or you just think okay that was that was incredible but i feel like i just need something light now just to palate cleanser yeah a little bit and we're not but we're not going to get that and but i do think perhaps from what I've read and sort of reading ahead in the sort of reviews and things that the band recognizes their need to go easy on the listener in their last couple of albums. Hopefully we get, I don't know if we're going to get the black album or load, but we might get the equivalent. I know they're fans of Metallica, Gojira. So I think they start to ease up on the listener to, in the next couple of albums. So we'll see how far that goes on the next well, one. Right. Well, we, we do still, I mean, like I said, we do still have an atomic bitch wax if you need a palate cleanser in there at any point. No, no, let's go. Let's finish finish the job with Gojira and then we'll do our bitch wax and then we'll, then we'll pick our next band. But yeah, I think like you, I'll be conscious of just needing something a little bit lighter for our next band. As brilliant as Gojira has been, that it's, it's, it's heavy stuff. Right. It's, it's, it's not Burt Bacharach, put it that way. Uh, it's a lot to consume when you're like two weeks just well and this one was what a month i mean how long has it been yeah. since a month and and yeah. we had COVID and right, right. and so, the zombie minks and the zombie minks <laughs> i hope there's a song about that <laughs> um, oh, all right so that so what was your favorite song i think it was esoteric esoteric surgery yeah yeah great song mm -hmm. Great song. Uh, all right, well, we better get into what do we got next? Bam Brownlow. Bam Brownlow. Mm. 
Yeah, it's your favorite part of the podcast. (laughs) And you've given this no thought at all. All right. Well, then that's why you get to go first. All right. But before we do that, is this a better album than From Mars to Sirius? Um, all right. Here are my thoughts. Hmm. I think this is your chance to be a contrarian and say, yes, it's better. Well, I, but is it? Okay. There, there's the, the, just sort of the heaviness and I don't mean heaviness like in, in the metal. I mean, heaviness and sort of the darkness that you were referring to earlier of this, hmm. of this album that just sort of kind of is more consuming than from Mars to Sirius from Mars to Sirius was, I mean, we, we, I, this album literally has two songs that are simulating a person dying, right? Yes. And Mars to Sirius, we were just zipping around space, looking at whales. Yep. So the, the, the content was easier to swallow with mm-hmm. that said, kind of what we just referred to before i really really like and appreciate how much they were willing to play more with space on this album mm. than than on mars to serious mm. um no i don't think it's a better album but i do i i appreciate sort of the sonically what's been brought to it yep it's a bit it's a I, I like the production on this album better. I think this is the best they've sounded. Mm-hmm. The two or three songs that I love off this album, I probably like more than From Mars to Sirius. But, yeah, in the end, I, I find the bleakness of this just a little bit too overwhelming, whereas there is a little bit more hope and uplifting an uplifting quality from Mars in from Mars to Sirius that that I don't get here. I, f- I get to the end of this and I I've, I feel like I've been through the ringer, and um, you know that's great. There's a lot to be said for it, but I think I think I prefer from Mars to Sirius too. Just just for that glimmer of hope that it provides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Oh, I mean, it's it's not far off, put it that way, and they're both great albums. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And, All right. Let's uh, yeah, hear Mario. Ma- I don't think Mario sounded better. So he's going to get – Mario gets my three votes. So I know it's boring. But, um, man, man, that guy can drum. And I oh, love the geez. fact that he's, he's reined it in just slightly and, and gone a little bit easier on the um, – on the double kick on this album. So that that's all that was my only criticism of, criticism of him on the last album and the fact that he's addressed that uh, means he's a shoe in for the three votes here. Two votes Joe and one vote. I'd love to give the rhythm guitarist a vote here. I don't think he's had one yet. I just don't yeah, know. I gave I gave him a vote. Oh, good way on you. Back. No, not this time, way back when. I gave him a vote on Terry. Oh, you did. Back. Okay. I just can never pick him or, or Joe apart. So I'm going to give the bass player again because there's a few songs where I really like the bass. So that's my three, two, one, which is pretty boring. Mario, Joe, bass guy. Yeah, I, I can't. I want to be contrarian and I can't be. 
I was, no. I was, I was kind of hoping you were going to give Jean Michel the the number two spot. So, because I, I have, I have the exact same that you do. Uh, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so there yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Bob Bandit. <laughs> All right, well, those Italian lessons did pay off. Yeah. So we've uh, got. What do we got? We've got. What, what's coming up? La. The next La, album is. Un Fan Sauvage. Ah, I love it when you talk French, Scotty D. Yeah, I do what I can. There's the. We've got four years. Looks like. Mm-hmm. From the way of the flesh to the next album, I think this is the largest gap they've had between albums. Yep. Yeah, I think by this stage they're hitting the mainstream and they're touring mm-hmm. a lot. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I, I believe they're heading towards a more accessible, listener-friendly, go-easy-on-the-listener-a-bit sound, but we'll see how far they go with that on the next album. I suspect they'll get some of the way, but not all of the way. Now, you've heard where they end up, and spoiler alert, but, you know, I think they end up in a, in a somewhat different place to where they were on... The way of all flesh. So we'll see how far they go along that journey on L'Enfant Sauvage. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to uh I don't I don't even know what to predict. I don't think it'll be as dark. I think it'll be lighter. Um, but I don't mm. know what that means. I, I don't know, mm. you know, lighter in terms of what. I don't know, is this like a is this a, a, a concept album about some I have no idea. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Well, we'll find out tonight when we both download it and start to listen to something new. We, we will. Is it? Here's what I want to know, though. Are we still? I mean, even even in this, where we have, I mean, the way of all flesh. There's the the backdrop of like the earth dying and and man dying and and you know the, a lot of death. Um, yep. And and sort of that the earth has been the sort of you know the central backdrop to every album so far yep and so it stands to perhaps reason. less so on this album perhaps the way of all flesh was a, a little bit more personal i thought i mean there was a, a couple of environmental songs but i, I yeah. thought they sort of tipped towards the personal spiritual journey more than the journey of the earth perhaps on this album now so okay with that said i'm wondering if that's going to be the album of this, but I also know that we have an album coming up soon. I don't know if it's this one or if it's Magma that was inspired by the loss of their mother. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah. I, but I don't know which one that is. So we'll find out. All right. Yeah. As will our listener when, uh, or our listeners, when they join us on the journey. Do we have more than one? Oh. <laughs> oh, all right. I didn't know. I didn't know if you had news. <laughs> well, yeah, but one, but he listens over and over again. <laughs> he listens twice, just to fool us. <laughs> um, anyway, it's been a joy, as always. Lovely to discuss this brilliant album. and I'm, But I am also relieved that it's time for something new. It's been a long time, and, and a lot of water has passed under the bridge. So uh, looking forward to the next one. Yes. We have been unshuffled. You can contact us and we'd love to hear from you. There's various channels. We've got a website, unshuffledpod.com. We're on Twitter, at unshuffledpod. 
And we have an, a, a much ignored email address, unshuffledpod at gmail, and we'd love to hear from you. Are you joining us on this journey? What year is it? And have zombies uh, taken over the earth following from the mink zombie plague of 2020? So tell us what's going on. And uh, all jokes aside, we hope you're safe. Happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners and happy Thanksgiving to you, Scott. I hope you enjoyed the Thanksgiving and, and were able to celebrate your country's big holiday and, and maybe kill a bird and eat it in celebration. A chicken, a chicken did lose its life this, 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 okay. this Thanksgiving season. All right. Uh, you, you ran over it in the driveway. <laughs> I, didn't know. I had nothing to do with the uh, chicken losing its life. We, I just brought it home okay. to the store. All right. Yeah. Not a lot of turkeys in Jakarta. Not that I could find. No. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you, I hope you enjoyed that time with your family, and I hope our listeners did too. I hope you're safe. I hope if you've had COVID that you had a similar mild experience that uh, that our family did. Remember that there are many families that are experiencing much more serious consequences of this horrible thing, and there's so many people that are out of work, are out of, you know, are out of sync with their with their normal life. It's a, it's a tough time. Heavy metal provides some small solace at times like this. So hopefully you're on the journey with us. If not now, sometime in the future. Scott, thank you. Thank you, Matt. And Heavy Metal provides if we need to uh, ever change our podcast name. Mm. There it is. It sure does. <laughs> uh, uh, small Stone are also great. Uh, be sure to check out their website. Their band, Seven Planets, uh, have provided the intro and outro music for our podcast. The album is uh, what Explorer. The track is Vanguard, so well worth checking out and downloading on Bandcamp. Pay them the money. They've earned it. They're a great little band, so check them out too. Yes, thank you. Thank you, listener. Thank you, Matt. And uh, for, for God's sake, take care of yourself. Be healthy. Out Please. Safe. Yeah. And let's hope we can enjoy some semblance of a normal family Christmas in, in the next few weeks. Yeah, here's open. Good, good luck with your shopping and stay safe, everybody. Stick with us for the next album, L'Enfant Sauvage. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you, everyone.